Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host Big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Two swinging around of our house. This is Ultimate Boxer. Hey, so what's your what's your impression on Andy Reese? Um, hey, you know, he, he gave it a shot. Where is everything here? <laughs> oh, he gave it a shot. I think he, you know, probably could have gave it a little lighter, but, you know. Uh, You're disappointed from the results, the the way the performance? Um, I was disappointed in uh, the weight he showed up at, you know. It was a big, uh, big moment in his career, but, you know, I mean, anyway, I'm not in his shoes, you know. We can't judge uh, too much when we're not in the other guy's shoes, but. I definitely uh, saw a very prepared Joshua. He showed up, he showed up with, uh, with a game plan and he executed. How likely do you think um, the winner of Wilder and Fury will get AJ? How likely is that? Not likely. No. Not anytime soon. Now, your prediction on that, on that fight, Fury and Wilder? Um, I don't know. Well, it's, it's two best heavyweights in the world. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host of UK. Big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight, he's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Two swinging around of our house. This is Ultimate Boxer. Hey, um, what's your impression um, on AJ and Reese's results? And do you think the performance, um, the outcome, lived up to the expectation for the fans? The expectation for Anthony Joshua was just that he win and get his title back, and he did that. Um, of course, we probably want to see him go in there and pull it out, but styles make fights. The Andrew Reese has a very good style if you fight him on the inside and be flat-footed. So AJ knew he was quicker than him in his hand, so he used his feet. And to me, he looked great. He won every round, but I think round eight. But he did great. He won a fight, and now he's back being heavyweight world champion two times. You think Reese um, was, got too comfortable that he won the first fight and the second fight? You think he didn't feel he needed to train as hard as the first time, maybe? He won a fight in a seventh-round knockout, and basically, Every, like when you win a fight by knockout and then you fight against somebody, you don't feel like you have to do anything different the next fight. So he didn't. I mean, he did things weight. I mean, he gained a lot of weight. He didn't fully train, he said. And he was just living it up. So AJ was in the gym grinding and he got the win. He was a better fighter. Would you be interested in the trilogy between the two or no? No, no, no. I think the first fight, Andy Ruiz did his job. Second fight, Anthony Joshua, uh, Joshua Short, he's a better fighter. He's faster. Um, he, he, he's, he's agile. He can move around. He made some great adjustments to the fight. See, the third fight, AJ going to do the same thing. Same thing, no matter if Andy Ruiz is 20 pounds smaller or 60 pounds bigger, whatever. Same thing. Now, the winner between Fury and Wilder, um, what do you think are the odds between seeing the winner with AJ? Um, I don't know. I mean, 
everybody wants to have a heavyweight undisputed champion. Hopefully it happens, but um, I, have, I have no idea. But if you had to make a prediction between the winner, between Fury and Wilder, who, um, what do you think about the outcome? Like, I personally thought Wilder won the first fight. Mm -hmm. I think that this fight, I'll give it to Wilder again. Um, I think he'll be more relaxed and let his hands go more. But Tyson Fury's gonna, you know, do what he does best, but, but a bounce around, use the jab. But um, I think Wilder gets the W. Mm -hmm. Now tonight, um, Jermon Charlo showcased to the fans a fantastic victory over Dennis Hogan. Um, seems like it's hard to get the big fights with him and Canelo and Triple G. Um, what do you think that is? Because boxing is a business and Triple G and Canelo, like those are the cash cow at the zone. And they don't ever want to put the cash cow in danger. I think Jamal Charlo, Jamal Charlo is a hell of a fighter. I think Demetrius Andre is a hell of a fighter. Canelo, who else did you say? Triple G? Triple G. But, I mean, it's just two different networks. And I don't know. I don't think they want to understand the champ at that weight. Mm. Um, Chris Eubank Jr., he, he won um, because his opponent, you know, had an injury. Now, he called out all the champions at middleweight. Jamal Charlo has a belt at middleweight. Do you, how do you see that fight coming up? I see Jamal Charlo beating Chris Eubank. Matt Corbalt was beating Chris Eubank in the first round. And Matt Corbalt was going to probably do that the next five rounds. He's a really good fighter. Um, I actually spar with him a lot. So he ready for my fights, Matt Corbalt. So I know he brings to the table. And Chris Eubank has a hell of a punch. But Matt Corbalt has a really good punch. And he can and move. And he's very aggressive the first round. Such a freak accident that happened with the shoulder. I would love to see a rematch between those guys. And, and I think the winner should get Charlie. Now, you being an expert, a professional fighter, um, do you think it was a mistake, perhaps, from Chris Eubank Jr. to go down in weight, or he should have just stayed at 168? He looks good at 160. Um, I don't know how his body feels. I haven't seen him fight at 160. So. Um, but I know he looks good there, so... I won't be able to judge that until I see a whole fight with him at 60. Appreciate you. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host of UK. Big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Swing in around of our house. This is Ultimate Boxer. Deontay Wilder, he has had a lot to say about Anthony Joshua and now the former heavyweight champion Andy Ruiz. This is what he has had to say to the athletic. People say I have no skills, but my intellect is high enough to know if I'd been in a situation like Andy Ruiz and something's not working, you've got to change up my style. I'm smart enough to know cut the ring off. 
once you cut the ring off you put Joshua in a corner and you can have your way with him by hitting him the way you did the first time to be in boxing that long and not know how to cut the ring off if he knew he didn't do it or he didn't have the intellect I'm a little upset with him Ruiz said he was doing great not letting this moment get to him but in the end you hear him saying he ate too much and should have trained harder like what what do you mean you ate too much and could have trained harder I take this seriously I don't know what their mentality is but I didn't become champion of the world just to say put me in the record books at least I can say I was champion they can never take that away from me I'm here for legacy long live the king that's my mentality and America should love a world champion like me Wilder obviously then moved on to have some really harsh words for Anthony Joshua he said Joshua did what he had to do to get the win he ran around the ring and was on his bike all day Basically, he had Klitschko in the camp and he was a lot like Klitschko. The jab, grab, hold method, that's all he did tonight. You want to dominate guys, man. Maybe I'm just too rough, too hardcore and too much of a dream for this time and era. My mentality is so different from these other fighters. I'm not coming in after losing to this guy to just dance and grab and jab and hold. I'm going to show the world and convince them I'm the very best and that no one is close to me. I don't think we'll ever see a unification bout, we'll never see it and I don't want people to get their hopes up on it because it'll never happen. They couldn't say anything about fighting me, they couldn't mention my name, they went around me. I'm too dangerous, you've seen what I do in the ring, I don't play around. And they know if Ruiz can get Joshua out of there, imagine that's why they stayed away from me. Now there you have it, he has had a lot to say about both Andy Ruiz and Anthony Joshua. But one thing that stuck out to me more than anything is the fact that he said there will not be a unification fight. He's pretty much rejected that at this point, uh, which is pretty disappointing. Obviously we've been waiting for that fight for years now. Now we're waiting for it again and Deontay Wilder just outright says that it will, won't happen. So it is a bit disappointing. What do you think guys in here? What do you think of him ripping? into both Ruiz and Joshua and do you think he is telling the truth about the fight not happening is it genuine do you think we will never see that big unification fight USA versus UK Anthony Joshua against Deontay Wilder let us know in the comments section below make sure to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date with all the latest content hey fight fans it's Michelle Joy Phelps if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video you get an alert so that you don't miss out. Eddie, uh, well, after that performance uh, and having woken up and, and thought about it, it's an incredible achievement really, isn't it? Yeah, I'm shattered now. I was like, everyone was just on cloud nine last night, didn't sleep much and even this morning and we've just heard the news that our flight's delayed four hours but we've got to be at the airport at the same time. So just buzzing though, couldn't be happier. So pleased for Anthony, you know, I know what he went through after the June 1st defeat, the criticism, the doubt, maybe some self-doubt as well and um, just put in just such a masterclass last night. And you know, when you think about the achievements of becoming one of only four people to, to regain the World Heavyweight Championship in an immediate rematch of Lennox Lewis, Floyd Patterson and Muhammad Ali, it's a beautiful list, you know, it's, it's historic and um, he's back on top. How worried were you going into this fight? You spoke yeah, to a couple of times, you were yeah, nervous as I hell. Was, yeah, I was because I knew he could do it and, you know, I always felt like in the first fight, Ruiz is a great fighter. He'd give AJ a great fight. But I always believed that if AJ was good enough, I believe he, there's no heavyweight in the world he can't beat if he's at his very best. But unfortunately, on June the 1st, he wasn't at his best. He was last night, but he still had to overcome, you know, the mental aspect of the first fight. And that was probably the most impressive thing, the way that he stuck to the game plan for 12 rounds, 
you saw him hurt Ruiz repeatedly and I saw it in his face. He was like, like he wanted to go in and, and finish the job, but people were screaming and shouting at him. I was as well. Just do, keep doing what you're doing. You're winning every round. And you know, in the final round where Ruiz sort of went to him, come on. And he said, all right. And I was like, no, move. And, um, you know, like they say, the sweet science, hit and don't get hit. But it was mixed up with a bit of everything. It wasn't like he just ran for 12 rounds. You know, he, he boxed on the inside at times. He traded occasionally, which we, we hoped he wouldn't. But he used the jab so well, his feet were outstanding. He made Ruiz always be out of range wherever he was. And it was a performance, and he showed the qualities that maybe we haven't seen from AJ, or maybe people thought didn't exist. You know, they just thought he was this brute who goes in and knocks people out. He is, but he can also box a perfect performance as well, and that's what he did last night. Were you disappointed either by or for Andy Ruiz as well? Because he said in the press conference afterwards, he admitted that he'd put on too much mm. weight and the party had got to him. Yeah, I was disappointed more by his comments, to be honest with you. I mean, AJ's got bundles of excuses why he lost in, on June the 1st. He's never, t he's never told you one. You know, he shook his hand after and he said, I was beaten by the better man. And that's what you'd expect Andy Ruiz to do. You know, you can make mistakes, but if you make those mistakes, shouldn't you, they shouldn't be excuses. You know, if you make mistakes in camp, he obviously enjoyed himself, he, he achieved his dream, and good luck to him. So he should. But, you know, if he made a mistake in camp, you have to live with that. You can't make excuses for that. But to be honest with you, I think it had nothing to do with the weight. I think he was absolutely outclassed and schooled. That's why he lost the fight. He wasn't good enough to beat Anthony Joshua, and he's not good enough to beat Anthony Joshua. But he was on June the 1st because our men weren't well prepared and preparation is everything in boxing, in sport, in life. If you're not prepared for the job, you're not going to perform the job. And last night he was prepared and he performed to the highest level. He, of course, went straight in and said, I'd love to see a trilogy. There doesn't seem to be a great deal of an appetite for that outside of his camp. Yeah, I think in time, who knows? I mean, AJ, that, you know, people ask me before this fight, do you think if AJ loses, he'll retire? I said, no, I said, AJ's going to box on Saturday. He's going to box in 2020, 2021, 2022. So those fights can come back again. I mean, look, he wants to fight everybody. He wants to fight Dillian White. He wants to fight maybe Ruiz a third time. He wants to fight Wilder, Fury. You know, he's got Pulev mandatory, Usyk mandatory. But he's going to be around for a long time and he's going to rule for a long time. And I really feel like that defeat did him, in a, in a strange way, so much good to just realise how much it means to him to, to be the champion and to be the king of the division, he holds four belts. And um, next year is going to be really, really exciting. And that's the big question, where do we go next? Because obviously one or two of the belt belts might well become mandatories now. So it's a question, is it going to be Kubrat Pulev? Is it going to be Alexander Usyk? What do you think is, is likely? Well, I think we need to speak to the governing bodies and establish historically in their rotation system who is next. I do believe it's the IBF, in which case we'll have to fight uh, Kubrat Pulev next. But also, AJ loves the Usyk fight as well. In the meantime, Usyk might be fighting Chisora at the end of February, early March. The winner of that fight could fight AJ for the mandatory after that. So, and at the same time, he still really badly wants the undisputed fight. But Fury's fighting Wilder, and apparently they've got a third fight as well. So anything could happen. You know, right now, and we said before that fight, the refreshing thing was all that mattered was Saturday. Unfortunately, it's now Sunday, and everyone wants to know what's next. And I did wake up this morning thinking, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more aggravation when you're representing a champion because you've got the vultures out, you know, you've got the mandatories, you're getting letters left, right and centre. You've got to deal with it. You've got to try and plan the future. When you're a challenger, you're just trying to get that shot. And when you've got that shot, you've got to make it happen. So 
we've got to make sure that we keep the excitement of the sport for AJ. And I felt like maybe last time when he was chasing the undisputed fight, he was chasing Wilder and he was getting frozen out. I think he lost a little bit of love for the game. Now he's got it back and um, he never wants to let it, let it go again. After two fights on the road, is that likely to be a, homing, a homecoming fight next, do you think? It'd be, be great to do a fight back in London. I mean, you know, we spoke to Spurs about maybe doing the Ruiz fight there. The dates didn't work out. That's a great stadium. Um, it would be a perfect London fight for, for a Pulev or an Usyk or something like that. Um, we've had three or four approaches in the last 12 hours um, of other countries that want to host an Anthony Joshua fight. But he does feel like he wants to come home and, and defend the belts in the UK. So we'll have to sit down over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, DAZN and the American media and Madison Square Garden want to see him go back there as well. They've been on already. So the options are endless. But um, a homecoming fight is definitely appealing to AJ. And just finally, uh, great news that we can throw Dillian White back into yeah. the mix now as well. After five months of hell for him, he gets the opportunity to, to get back onto the heavyweight top table. Yeah, and it was so difficult for him not to talk and just follow the process. And us as well, you know, you must have asked me a million times, where are we up to? And it was just a case of just wait, just wait. The truth will come out and now it's come out. And for all the people that doubted him, for all the people that tried to ruin his career, you know, unfortunately, if you know Dillian White, he's coming for you. And... Um, I'm so pleased for him. He's gone through hell, to be honest with you. And now you will never get a more um, systematic report from UK of the entire situation, whereby he didn't even fail a test. Now, not only was he found cleared from any suspension, he's now he didn't even fail a test. So you know, all the people that have given him stick, he's a good guy. You know, Dylan White's come from nothing in terms of not just in his life but the sport. Now, some people are good amateurs, they get the chance to go through the GB system, go into the Olympics, win world titles. This guy just started off as a kickboxer who had to hustle his way through at small hall shows. And some people out there, mainly journalists, tried to ruin his career and have taken huge op opportunities away from him. And particularly as well with the WBC, who suspended Dillian White to stop him taking the Wilder fight when no one else suspended him. Well, now he's been completely cleared and proven that he's never even failed any test. The WBC have to install him as the immediate mandatory for Fury Wilder, or it's just bang out of order. And we can't have it, we've got to fight his corner. We stuck by him because we knew the truth. The truth's out there, and I'll tell you, it's been a very sweet weekend. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host Big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Two swinging rounds of our hell. This is Ultimate Boxer. So Anthony Joshua went out this weekend and retained his heavyweight championship against Andy Ruiz in Saudi Arabia. But the first fight, there was a lot of controversy around it when he was walking out, when he was in that corner. People talking about panic attacks, people talking about prior sparring sessions where he had been dropped. Now the news has been revealed what actually happened. Anthony Joshua was speaking to Five Live Boxing Podcast and he said, I had some issues with my health which I was going through for a long time. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I felt so tired and drained and thought it must be down to training. In the changing room before the fight, I got a bucket of ice and was putting it to my head thinking, why do I feel so tired? 
The responsibilities of being world champions are difficult. All that stuff, feeling so tired, dealing with obligations. Now I have energy. I haven't missed a session. After my checkups, it showed what the problem was and this is what you have to get sorted. Even in this camp, I had an operation done, but as I'd started training in June, I had no issues. Now, we don't know what that operation exactly was for this recent camp, but I'm thinking is possibly for the issue he was diagnosed with post the first defeat against Andy Ruiz Jr. But it's very interesting to know that he did have health issues that he was going through at the time. It makes a lot of sense now, the walk to the ring, um, how he was looking in the ring, the massage he was getting. It just all looked very, very odd at the time. Um, but now we know there was definitely something wrong. It'll be interesting to know exactly what it was, but this is as far as we Make know. Make sure to click the subscribe button to keep up to date with all the latest content. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video, you get an alert so that you don't miss out. Right. I'm very excited about this. Our next guest Didn't has wait. literally single-handedly changed the face of women's boxing yes. forever. She's Let's a five-time world champion, oh. Olympic gold medalist, and oh. already oh, wow. two-weight world champion. Ladies and gentlemen, make lots of noise. Please welcome Katie Taylor. Yes. So look wonderful at us welcome all the time. Oh. <laughs> wonderful performance yeah. in Shopping Saturday. Did you yeah. enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Sit down, you are sitting down, relax, enjoy yourself yeah. while we so we have a look at you in action. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. We are a football show, so we thought we'd do the football, the football bits first. Um, who's your team? My team's actually Leeds United. Leeds United. Yeah. <laughs> Why Leeds? Um, my dad was actually from Leeds, and oh, right, um, okay. my two brothers, just older two brothers, grew up supporting Leeds as well. So nice. every Christmas we got Leeds jerseys for Christmas, football boots. Um, I was obviously a huge football fan growing up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you get together, get to see him now? Do you follow him much now? Or? I haven't actually watched the game in a long time, no. but I know they're doing quite well. That's that's about as much as yeah, I know. Yeah, no, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. They're doing all right. Now we know you're a world-class boxer, but what some people yes, may yeah. not know is you also were an international oh, footballer. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I think oh, I had. Um, I had like nineteen caps for the senior team, and um, it was more so for under-age level. I played under seventeen, so under nineteen. 
um, for the Irish team as well. It was obviously a huge part uh, of my life growing up. What sort of player yeah. was you, Kate? What position did you play? I, uh, for club level, I played central field. Um, right. Ryke Keane was actually one of my favourite players. I was going to say, yeah. right, OK. Um, he was like one of my favourite athletes of all time growing up. I loved his mentality, his attitude, his aggression on the pitch. Um, yeah, did you, uh... I, didn't, I didn't get as many red cards okay, as he did. So, yeah. <laughs> did you get but, some reds? Uh, just a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many goals did you score for Ireland? Um, I actually didn't score that many goals, to be honest, but um, I can't actually remember how many goals I scored. Not, not too many. Well, I know you scored one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? If, if, if this is the only one, then that's that, all you need to score, because this one. is an absolutely <laughs> incredible goal. This is uh, for Ireland against Hungary in 2007. Not from there. You made sure you, that was coming on your right, didn't That's you? That was a naughty strike. I actually oh. haven't scored a goal since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, was there a point where you had to choose boxing over football? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, when I, I got to my early 20s, I did have a chance to, to get a football scholarship over in America when, when I left school, but boxing was always my number one right. passion and I, I knew that I had, to, I had to choose between two sports and I obviously chose boxing. Do you think if, because obviously the way in which the women's football game has, has flourished recently, yeah. do you think if you kind of, it, it was happening now, it would be a more difficult decision or was it always boxing? I don't think so. I think it was always going to be boxing. I mean, I stepped into the gym uh, as a 10 or 11 year old. Boxing just took hold of my heart straight, you know, straight away. I love everything about the sport of boxing, the one-to-one -one combat, the discipline that it involves. And yeah. you're not relying on anyone, anyone else in the ring. You have to turn up yourself and perform. And, you know, you're not relying on the, the rest of the players on the pitch to actually perform as well. Is, is it true that when you started out boxing, Katie, in Ireland, that you, you you basically pretended you were a boy in order to get fights? Yeah, yes. that's really embarrassing, yeah. actually. Um, <laughs> what, for them it is, not yeah. you. How did that work? Yeah, I mean, women's boxing wasn't allowed in, in, in Ireland at the time. Um, it wasn't sanctioned at all, so for me to get fights, um, I had to walk into to, to these arenas with, with the headgear on and the hair um, pushed up. You just have to tuck it all up. I and... had to tuck it all up, and um, I used to be known as just like Kay Taylor, but right. every time I took the head guard on, off then at the end of the fight, there was uproar. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see that face drop? Imagine yeah. that. You get pressed up by that. Like, oh, no. yeah. Boys were watching me, Frank. No, oh, no, I got pressed up by a woman. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, in terms of your, you know, what you, the, we talk about the Olympics, you know, you, you won the Olympic gold, but before that, the, the, you know, you, you were basically um, responsible for Olympic women's Olympic boxing, boxing happening, taking place, weren't you? Can you tell us that, that story? Because it's, it's quite incredible. Yeah, so I got chosen um, from the Olympic Committee to, to box in front of them, in front of the whole um, International Olympic Committee, really. And um, this is in Chicago um, as an, an exhibition bout and, and the, the men's world championships. And um, a few days before the, the actual fight, uh, the, I had a meeting with the Olympic Committee, and they, they told me that I, uh, this fight was going to be responsible. That it was going to be, you know, determine whether women's boxing was going to be in the Olympic Games or not. So there was a small bit of pressure there. Just <laughs> just, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah um, I was shaking really after that meeting. Uh, I knew that this was going to be, you know, an all or nothing fight really, and um, all the weight was on our shoulders in, in that uh, fight. So. Uh, thankfully, it went well a few months after the you know, women's boxing was announced. Um, 
in the Olympic Games. And it's an amazing story. Yeah. So you, you, you fulfilled your first dream, which was yeah. to win Olympic gold, um, and then you, 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 tur you turned pro. How have you found that, the, the jump? Because they say that the jump from any amateur sport to yeah. professional sport is difficult, but in boxing it's, it's, it's the biggest. How did you find it? Yeah, it's completely different. And I didn't actually realise at the time how, how much of a difference there actually was between amateur boxing and professional boxing. Um, you're working on completely different things in the gym. You have to grind your opponent down in the pro game. Um, you know, there, you can see how you know some top amateur fighters don't go on to actually be great pro fighters. It's you know you have to have a lot of skill, obviously, in, in the amateur game. But in the pro game, it takes a lot more. You have to have skill. You have to have a good heart. You have to take well as well. You have to have a good chin and more um, of a long-term thing in the pro game. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're obviously fighting over ten Grind. rounds as well. So it's 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 it is a, a completely different sport. Mm. Um, and in terms of your personality, we've talked about this a lot. You know, we've had a lot of a lot of fighters on here, and they've all kind of got, you know, they've all got that that edge to them. You know, and yeah. you're sitting here, and, and it's like, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to kind of make that leap to that you're you getting that ring and you become that person. So, yeah. how how do you do that um, le leading up to the fight? Is it is it, is it an easy it's like switch a to switch, make? Isn't it? Even watching yeah. them videos, yeah. it's a switch. It's different Katie here to watching yeah. them videos. Yeah, it's a completely natural change for me. You don't have to when somebody's punching your back. It's actually quite easy to, <laughs> to actually get in that mode. But um, no, I am a very very quiet person outside the ring. But um, you know, I think people see quietness as a weakness. But I think there's there's actually great strength and quietness. You're an animal yeah. in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, machine. Yeah. 